0: Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you are bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a U.A. production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that recognizes the winner of the Battle of the Belts is Grain Belt. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kitter. Kidder, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am great because you are here in the flesh. Well, that is true. And not just in the flesh. Your flesh is full the sprains the brawn it's all here it's all here for the show the big show this show because clearly the battle of the belts was not the big show for tonight and big show had nothing to do with it
0: yeah and in fact i think there are going to be people who like actually follow us go wait 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 they're doing a special thing on a one hour
1: yes special and this may or may not be an hour
0: show itself so that's right place your bets now what ends first (laughs) this podcast or the battle of the belts
1: which one's shorter yeah Yeah. yeah it's a big question so let's get right to it and of course as our tradition is a what's on tap because we need something to drink to get us through it and tonight how about you give us the what's on tap because you brought us what is on tap for tonight? So tonight's sponsor <laughs> for what's on tap is Howard Blues. Well,
0: I don't know if you can call me as a sponsor. This oh, is, this is leftover beer I bought for Christmas. Okay, drink. Um, but we've I've had it on the show before. You haven't had it on the show, but we have the uh, Shiner Seasonal Candied Pecan. Yeah, so it's a nice dark beer. Has a nice vanilla note to it. Uh, we just had this actually, kidder. The episode that just launched on Friday mm. is the episode I had this on. So, timing. So, hey, if you want more information about this beer, <coughs> check out episode 40 of Beer Blues and BS. It's a great episode, features Rude Boy Kyle and, of course, us, but mostly Rude Boy Kyle.
1: And you can find that, of course, at beerbluesbs.com. BeerBluesBS.com, our home in cyberspace, where you can get the links to all of the shows. Again, BeerBluesBS.com. Good place to check out. It is. That merch store is pretty sweet, too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And even though this isn't a premium live event, we could have worn the premium t-shirts that you can get now on the merch store for Triple B. But, all right, I'm thirsty.
0: So, (laughs) let's... Check this out. Obviously, you know what it's all about, but... Hey, second bet of the night. Will Howard be able to finish this before the podcast ends? Ooh. Gosh, we're just full of bets tonight. Man,
1: if only somebody like DraftKings would get behind this show. <laughs> We'd be making tens and tens of dollars. I, I don't think they
0: ever will because we kind of mock them.
1: Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah. There's the vanilla. It's almost like... Uh, it's almost like a... Um, vanilla additive to a root beer like not a cream soda but almost i yeah. like
0: it yeah no it's kind of it's got a lovely mm-hmm. smooth taste it's um mm-hmm. uh, i've been enjoying it this has now been my <laughs> sacrificial for well, at least one episode one episode <laughs> <laughs> but uh, awesome yeah i ended up with like a 12 pack because i'm like oh this is good people mm-hmm. will enjoy this and everybody who drinks alcohol Brought their own alcohol to my Christmas event. And Kidder didn't come, so I have a lot of beer.
1: You're saying I drink a lot?
0: No, I'm just just saying, like, you didn't show (laughs) up, so. Like, hey, I bought a 12-pack of seasonal beer Mm. for us all to enjoy. And, you know, the other people who might have engaged in that are like, nah, I brought my own. Mm. I don't remember what happened, so I apologize
1: officially in front of the camera. (laughs) Mm. It's all right. Because my memory doesn't extend back that far now. <laughs> it was like eight days ago.
0: Something like that. Oh, yeah.
1: So the reason why we're here talking AEW this evening, I in fact, I have my full gear shirt on from the show back in November at the Target Center, which was quite the barn burner of itself. So does tonight's show, The Battle of the Belts, live up to that or any other show? That is the question that we will dissect along with giving you our expert analysis and and tell you our predictions for the uh, matches, a quick breakdown of them, and the results, because I know that's what you're here for. So, should we get it started? Oh, no,
0: you're going to make us do predictions? Oh, I'm, sure I'm just going to have to make a scoreboard.
1: Good thing that we have that scoreboard from Full Gear. Just use that one and <laughs> put an X over and just... i don't know, scribble some text Battle of the Belts on on, on top of it or something. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to put that down so I can
0: concentrate. I was going to say, do you want to just do it maybe all in one? All in one. So we'll we'll bring up the match. Yes. We'll each say who we predicted, Mm -hmm. then talk about it, Mm -hmm. and give the results.
1: Yes. I like your style, Howard. We should do a podcast.
0: We should. You know, I don't think it would take much planning. We would just wing it the whole time.
1: Pretty much. Right. (laughs) Wait. Oh, well, welcome to Beer, Blues, and
0: BS.
1: (laughs) First match on the card for the Battle of the Belts was for the Interim TNT Championship. Now, I'm still confused, and I watch the show more than you do. Are you still somewhat confused about adding an Interim Championship title into this, even though Cody Rhodes is still the TNT champion.
0: Well, they're actually pulling off uh, what you actually see because we we've talked about this before. AEW tries harder to be an actual sports-like program. You know, mm. they they have records that matter. Mm. You know, they they have time limits. They do that. If you watch UFC and you follow UFC, you know that if for some reason like the champion is injured and can't fight for a long period of time. nice to see that we keep that hamster employed
1: yeah hamster hamster dance mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so you're, you're you were saying i was saying that if you uh if you've um that AEW because it tries to keep the sports presentation if you follow things like ufc in ufc when they've had a champion get injured can't defend the title for a while things like that instead of vacating that title they will put basically they'll have an interim title so they'll put a title out there Hmm. let kind of like the next two guys go for it one of them wins it and whenever then the original champion is healthy and able to come back they have a unification match Hmm. and you kind of get to see champion versus champion and that's what they decided to do here with the cody Rhodes situation which let me just say i think that is a great idea because it it, now you just have a story Hmm. right it's it Gives you something to build to, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a it's a nice way to do it and handle it and handle this situation. So, yeah, I I like the idea of it. Well, that makes a whole
1: lot more sense than let's just do this. So, I like it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, who did you think was going to win going into this?
1: This one, I picked Dustin Rhodes. I I I guess I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Dustin would take the uh, title and then retain it, and it would be one of the easy reintegrations, if you will. Uh, or, like you brought up, set up the, hey, maybe it's going to be roads and roads, and then there's going to be some conflict there. But
0: Yeah, and that was kind of how I went on my predictions with this, was trying to, to look at what are the storylines that could go forward. And in this case, it's it, it's two things, really. You know, you could, yes, put the, the belt back on Sammy, which makes some sense. He just lost it. So you put it back on him. You kind of continue his title run. Okay, that's fine. Until, again, Cody comes back and you have, again, as we said, the unification match. Or, as I, I said with you, brother versus brother. Mm-hmm. Could be an interesting match. Um, I debated. I also went Dusty Rhodes on this one.
1: And the winner of this <coughs> AEW TNT Championship match is Sammy Guevara picking up the win, giving us the total of zero.
0: <laughs> so what did you what did you think of the match?
1: I thought it was good. You know, there were some nice spots in there. Uh nice show of respect before and after the match, which I appreciate in the wrestling world because sometimes they just try and be a heel and cheap heat or something and, you know, don't do the handshake or whatnot, but it seemed like this was a genuine match.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think you have to look at it as, you know, it, you know, for, for dusty roads, he, you know, he's in this company. We all know that he's a veteran, a long-term veteran. This is a chance for him to kind of help Sammy, you know, again, build that title a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You'd be somebody good, you know, for it. Um, the match was a little slow for my liking, and I, I kind of get it. They were kind of playing to the, you know, that Dusty Rhodes was, well, Dustin Rhodes was trying to be a little bit, you know, more like, I'm the old guy, so I got to take a few more breaks and take a <laughs> few more breathers.
1: And you know, that part I thought was kind of cheesy uh, because of like, like you're not winded two minutes into the match. I, I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it was a bit slow pace. I mean, there were some excellent spots in it. Um, You know, they did a table break Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it was all right. And it 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 made sense why this was the opener of this particular show. It was super groundbreaking, but a decent match. Mm-hmm. so and of course it had some shenanigans at the end after the show of respect you had um what's his name daniel garcia come out mm-hmm. and challenge sammy and a little bit of fisticuffs the zebras came out and broke it up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that um and and i want to i'll talk a little, well i'll save my <laughs> i have a, an overall point um
1: For the show itself.
0: Yeah, something that kind of struck me as we were watching it. But I'll save that for the end.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. So there there is your opening contest of AEW Battle of the Belts 2022. Next up, after commercial break. No, not for this show. We don't have any commercial breaks. Uh, They took a commercial break. The uh, second match of the night was Ricky Starks with Powerhouse Hobbs. And Matt Seidel for the FTW Championship. This one. First of all, the pick. I picked Matt Seidel. And the reason, I was a huge Evan Bourne fan when he was in WWE. Loved his work over in the WWE world until they got rid of him because he doesn't look like what Vince wants to see. Uh, So... He, I don't know, was working on independence, I guess, until AEW came around, and uh, uh, kudos to AEW for employing him because they've had some wonderful matches with him that I've talked about or we've talked about before. So, going into this match, I was a little excited. Get to see Matt Seidel on a semi-pay-per-view-type feel show. Longer match than what you would see on Rampage or even dynamite so good on them to schedule this
0: and uh i i said i don't didn't know much about ricky starks um and i didn't realize that madison sidell was evan Bourne. um so for me when it came to picking who would win this i just as i told kidder I said i'm gonna choose whoever has the best record and uh Ricky Starks had the better record. so I'm like, well, I guess I have Ricky Starks <laughs> yep uh, which uh, played out well for me as yeah. he would end up getting the pin and uh, I'd get the point.
1: It's true. it's true. So this one a uh, little bit of shenanigans with Powerhouse Hobbs sitting ringside on the chair uh, the shenanigans of of course he's there and intimidating uh, doing that uh, sort of shenanigans <laughs> off to the side uh the match itself i thought was was fine um some nice spots in it as what we've seen from evan born in the past or even matt seidel as he's currently known doing the high flying and various moves so uh i enjoyed this match except for the outcome
0: <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't bad you mm-hmm. know it was it was all right um you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Yes, this was for the um, FTW Championship. Not a uh, super prestigious championship, I would put it, in the sense like these aren't like the top guys having it. You know, this would be like if you actually had like a match match for the twenty four seven title. You know, mm. it, yeah. It, it and so not not to downplay these guys, but it mm-hmm. just it it lacked the like, it didn't feel like there was any importance to it. Right. It felt like when you're watching, you know, like a Monday night raw and it's like, Hey, we're going to have an intercontinental championship match against two people. Not because they're feuding, but you know, it's, it's that. Sure. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that a little lacking on that uh, for me. And of course, at the end of the match, you had team Taz, Attacking Seidel. You had Orange Cassidy and the best friends come out, mm-hmm, and then eventually mm-hmm. Dante Martin coming out as well. Yeah. Um, so, some more fisticuffs, and the Zebras all got thrown out again. Yeah, for the second time.
1: So, again, zero points for me, and Howard picks up his first point of the night. Bringing us after a commercial break. No, again, not on this show, after they took a commercial break. The main event for the show with a 60 minute time limit, even though there were 16 minutes left. Yes, 60 minutes to fill in 16 total minutes. So this is, uh, again, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, your women's champion in AEW with Rebel and Jamie Hayter accompanying her to the ring and Riho and that is, uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, the original uh, first ever, I should say, AEW World Women's Championship or Champion Holder. So, again, interesting match. Uh, Rio's had some great matches that I've been able to see since she came back in the past month or two. Plus, she's like four feet tall and 80 pounds. So she's flying around the ring and doing crazy things like uh, kind of like a little mosquito running around. Just just doing crazy, crazy things flying through the air and whatnot. So um, for this match specifically, I went against the good doctor. I chose Rio to win this match because Britt Baker has been the champion since I've been watching the uh, AEW programming. So
0: why not just just go out on that limb? <laughs> As for Howard Blues. Well, and I will say, you know, a good pick because they did mention in one of the video packages that uh, Britt Baker has never beaten Rio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a good call. It's a good call um again i looked at this one story-wise and story-wise when when rio was the champion they just didn't do much with her they didn't really get people behind her or you know that it was a bit lacking it was one of the things i heard a lot on other shows and such that were following aew and had aew podcasts that i was listening to Hmm. like that was the thing the like well they have her but they're not doing anything they're not developing anything Meanwhile, Dr. Britt Baker, they've had some storylines with. She's had some strong programs and things like that. It just seemed weird to be passing the title back in that case. So I I went with the good doctor, as you would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So uh, throughout the match, uh,
1: this one had the potential for the shenanigans, of course, with uh, rebel and Jamie hater on the end edge of the, uh, the ring. And in fact, at one point, uh, was it Jamie hater grabbed the belt and was messing around. It might've been rebel. Um, still trying to figure out uh, the difference between the two of them, I- but grab the belt shenanigans. The uh, official in the match saw. The shenanigans and and basically figured out that uh, she was going to have the belt and do something with it to uh, Riho. And so, you're out of here! Yes. So, that was good. I didn't not quite understand why both of them weren't ejected, because they were both right there, and the one had grabbed the belt and threw it to the other one?
0: Well, I think what they were going at was a bit of internal conflict exactly and they were trying to set it up and it just seemed a bit awkward it yeah, yeah i don't know what exactly they were going for in that but yeah rebel is the one that they ejected from the match but yeah it's just it's like there's some sort of conflict between um rebel and jamie hater and it there wasn't enough this is one of those times where you need your commentary team to, to help out a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can easily, you know, make fun of the WWE because they hit you over the head. Like you're stupid with, you know, like, Hey, we're going to tell you the same thing five times, yeah. you know, course of course, make of sure you life. know it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, because oh, people don't remember this stuff. You got to tell them. over. I, I get that. But at the same time, you, you do have to, to lay some of that groundwork and in, in that story, because like, you know you have been able to watch i haven't so for me coming in mm-hmm. it's, I, like i'm trying to figure this out as i'm watching it and i, yep. I could have used just a little bit more hey here, here's a little bit more push in the general direction of what this story is
1: even in a video package right before the match with showing brit baker and reho like they normally do with the promo but have a few of those elements because there's been these shows interviews and different things in in the past month or even more where there's been that little tension again of well we don't know what's going on with those three okay i mean it still doesn't say like oh there she must be pissed at at the other one and and different things you have to like figure it out for yourself
0: yeah i don't know that i'd put it in the video package and i i say that only because that would kind of that kind of gives away like if it's Mm. hey it's it's the matches between these two but we're gonna be focusing on <clears throat> wwe does this all the time yeah. the, the side story characters here you kind of i was like oh they're gonna be involved yeah you know
1: detracts from the overall message of the match
0: right kind of like when you had you know uh, i can't remember which uso came back late to the bloodline story but you had yeah. the conflict between them yeah but in the video package you have
1: Jimmy Ro- and Jay and Roman Reigns. <laughs> and,
0: right. And, and Roman, like, hey, you're, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, they're going to, yep. And sure enough, they play into the event. It, mm-hmm. You know, so I can, I can appreciate them not putting it in there. But again, you just could use the commentators. And it would be just a simple, you know, throwaway line of, you know, we've been seeing some internal conflict within, you know, mm-hmm. Britt Baker's camp. And it's like, oh, okay, that, you don't have to dive into too much more, but that at least goes, Oh, okay. There's, there's some conflict here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. even if all you say is, you know, her camp just, they just don't seem to be on the same page. You know, you could, there's little things you could do that could just
1: <laughs> one line to save the story. Right. <clears throat> so overall, not a bad match. Um, it wasn't the greatest match, but again, it wasn't a bad match some neat spots from Riho jumping around flying around and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So there, there was that.
0: And I don't think we said who won. No, but but Dr. Britt Baker does retain the, uh, the title. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it was a good (laughs) match. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I don't know that I have a lot more to, Mm, really go with, with on it you know uh-huh. some good spots some good storytelling in at least between the two main components the side character stuff is as I said a little mumbled but yeah yeah it wasn't bad it wasn't bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So. overall impression of this quick one hour almost live premium event
0: yeah you know I think there's some there were some missteps with it so I'll be a little negative here so but it here's the thing it's a one-hour show three matches there's a lot of stuff you can do and I think there was a little bit of a lack of variety in here you know we had a table spot in the first match we had a table spot in the last match we had you know one of the guys getting attacked at the end of the first match we had you know a scrum at the end of the second match Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it had a kind of a sameness feel to it. You know, I understand you're trying to progress some storylines, but it is it, almost like there wasn't some talking backstage to go, "Hey, we're we're doing this in this match. We need to do something different in in your guys' match." Right? Or you know, just some of that, and that I think was one of the big things that it just stuck out on me. It's like, sure, I'm seeing a lot of similarities for these three matches.
1: Yeah. And on on top of it, only three titles defended. So uh, to stick up in this case for WWE at night of champions, every title is on the line. And while I don't think every title needed to be on the line at this one, I think more of them would have made this more of an attraction. And I don't know if they recorded extra matches afterward. That will be on AEW dark on YouTube, but then to me it detracts from the overall show. And if you're going to have a specialty show that has a pay-per-view feel to it, why is it only 1 hour and why are there only 3 matches?
0: Yeah. It, it And I didn't see all of the marketing at such up to battle of the belts. It was
1: nearly zero.
0: Yeah. It it just kind of almost you know, needed to you need to just almost kind of at least tell people what you were truly getting on this, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, that it's a, it's a critique, but it's that idea like, Hey, if you're going to do a thing called battle of the belts, yeah, it kind of like, Oh, this is going to be a big special. This is on Saturday night. Mm -hmm.
1: And they made it out to be like, it was going to be a giant special. Like this is, this is the first time we've ever done this. This is a Saturday night show. This is a big deal with three matches. And, you know, the everywhere that you looked and I looked for the promotions uh, to figure out what matches were going to be on it because we were going to do this whole thing last night with just the predictions and we only found the three matches and we're like, well, they're going to add four of them and they're going to do something else with it. Yeah. And it turns out, obviously, on the show, just the three matches. So, again, circling back. Right. Well, we were <laughs> the we, beginning.
0: Well, we were expecting <clears throat> closer to like a two-hour
1: mm, event. Yeah.
0: You know, so we were a little off on that, but yeah. It, well, and 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 not to poke at the people here, but yeah, with the promotion, the way they were doing that, you almost needed it. Almost lacked a bit of star power. I mean, I understand you had the women's champion on there, and that's fine. But as I said, there's a title on there that's not as impressive. I, I maybe would have not had that match and tried to get a bigger title mm-hmm. you know, on there. Yeah.
1: So. Like maybe the, even the newly won tag team champions, right that have Lucha express on there, right? Have them defend because they just won it on Wednesday. <gasps> so what better way to showcase them is to have them defend it right away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it just felt like it lacked a little bit of star power. It and mm-hmm. again for that promotion, it's. I, I will say, I love the fact that AEW is willing to do these specials and put them out on TV. And I mean, they put stuff out on TV that normally like WWE would never do, mm-hmm. you know. When you have you know Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page the second time, when you did the first one at a pay per view, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting it out just on TV. I mean. you you don't see that from WWE. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't do that. And if they did do it, it'd be probably a three-minute match with some crazy thing that just moves the storyline. And I
1: don't remember how long the last match was between the two of them, as an example, but uh, during the pay-per-view it was a 60-minute time limit and it was a draw because they ran out of time. With this one, again, it was a 60-minute time limit. But they settled it in I don't know thirty minutes, but still half that time, right? Yeah, and it was a hell of a match. Yeah. So, I will uh, to that point give give them the credit for it as well of putting this stuff on the main show, and then trying to really make the actual pay per views a larger than life experience. So, yeah,
0: yes, yeah, <clears throat> so I, I'll give them that. But yeah, for for this is the first time I've been able to catch. Kind of one of these mm-hmm. specials and so I was a bit a bit underwhelmed that's my maybe why you for our audience why you're picking up some negativity from me it's a bit underwhelming when it's like I've heard of all these great ones that they've done mm-hmm. in, in the past, you know, and they just did a bunch with you know winter is coming and they did their holiday shows yep. and all that. So this just it's almost like they used up all the good stuff there and <laughs> it was just kind of like the leftover ideas yeah exactly
1: they they also could have used this show in another month or after i think full gear or not full Gear. what's the next one um double double down double or nothing double or nothing maybe i think that's the next one you know maybe even closer to that or after that they could have saved this and then had it uh maybe i mean even if it was only one hour schedule four matches and then try and have a better show. I don't know. Not not that it was any bad, but uh it felt like an episode of Rampage. Which again, Rampage is good in its own right, but it's only an hour and you're kind of rushing through a lot of it to to do anything to really make your point.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I would say if we I think if we would have known truly what this was, And if it was one of those things like, hey, we haven't seen you guys in Mm -hmm. a while, you know, we probably wouldn't have had this happen to you and I probably wouldn't have come down. We probably would have just covered it on the main show and such, but it's all right. You get more content from us. Get
1: more Triple B. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as a side note, because afterward, I just threw on Rampage from last night, your thoughts comparing tonight's Battle of the Belts to Friday night AEW Rampage.
0: I actually thought Rampage was better. Mm-hmm. Um, just a nicer kind of variety of matches, a little bit more star power in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. And it, it had that variety, as I said, with um, Battle of the Belts, it kind of felt like they were pulling a lot of the same elements. It felt a little bit more different. Sure,
1: so. awesome. Any uh, no. other final thoughts before we start wrapping this thing up?
0: No, no. I think we've yeah. uh, I think we have covered this very well. So yes,
1: and hopefully, you watching or listening have enjoyed this bonus coverage of AEW Battle of the Belts and, for lack of a better uh, positioning, AEW Rampage last night as well. Uh just a quick note for those of you paying attention and playing the Triple B home game, we will be covering the Royal Rumble coming up in 3 short weeks, also on a Saturday night. So make sure you watch for that video or audio on your favorite podcast service. So, Howie Blues. Thanks for making it down. Yeah. How well. much how much beer you got left?
0: Yeah, about a third.
1: Okay. So I guess the show's over before the beer is. So it happens, but mine's gone. So I tried. I tried, <clears throat> folks. I tried. It, it's all right. So for those of you who p- played the DraftKings Kings bet uh, on if Howard was going to finish his beer before the end of the show, I think there was a, uh, I don't know, plus 300 chance on that. I don't know how the odds work with those things. So you, you lost.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Uh so he's Howard Blues. Thanks again for coming down. Yeah. Happy to have you here. I'm the man, the myth legend, Mark Kitter. Thanks for joining us. If you want to join us on cyberspace again, beerbluesbs.com and our website, beerbluesbs.com, some sweet merch on there. Buy us a beer and much more, like all of our social medias and all the places that you can watch or listen to to this here program. So we'd appreciate you joining there. Smash that sub button and uh, click the thumbs up if you have the option between one or the other. So we would appreciate it. As for this evening, thanks for joining us for this AEW special edition of Beer Blues and BS. Make sure that you keep your glass at least half full. Free beer tomorrow got some more in there and we'll catch you on down the old dusty tuscan highway have a fantastic rest of your morning day night overnight weekend week all the above we'll see you soon
0: you have been listening to a ua production of beer blues and bs If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain.
1: I think that that should be... I mean, aside from looking absolutely horrible.
0: Well, we are getting older.
1: That's true. You have you have an astute point. A little better. Not anything will worked. A little better. Okay. <coughs> so that's out as far as she can go. Coke is our sponsor.
0: It's it's product placement.
1: Product placement. It's the yes. subliminal
0: message that
1: uh, <laughs> drink more Coke. Hope you're welcome. That's right.